Simon, Simon, Simon. We are back. We sure are up. How's the form? The form is brilliant. The sun is finally shining. Yeah. The winter. Like, it generally feels like we haven't seen each other in so long. The longest winter is over up. How was your last few weeks? Uh, very good, yeah, very good. Very Firstly, good. apologies to our loyal listeners that we're very upset because the last episode that we recorded could not be uploaded due to a corrupted file. We've had a Macedonia. Massive, massive technical issues here in uh, Second Tier Towers. But we're over that. We're moving on. Hopefully people can hear this episode, that'd be great. Yeah, hopefully anyway. Sure, look, we'll, we'll move on. Let's do it. So Simon, since we last spoke and since we went last published an episode, let's say, sure. we've seen the top of the table teams, Cardiff and our champions elect, Wolves, meet. What a game. Let's just, let's just start with that. Yeah, it was. It feels like ages ages ago, Rob, but it was actually uh what was only about ten days ago or so. Yeah, it was uh Ah look, that was just it was just a ridiculous That was, was literally that was a championship epitomised in one yeah, I think ninety we did, minute game. Did put out a tweet saying something along those lines afterwards. It was just crazy. It wasn't a great game of football. It's two clashes really of, of playing style with uh with Wolves obviously keeping the ball. Trying to probe Cardiff were very very organised. Every time they got the ball, they literally had a back six. Uh, anytime Wolves had the ball, like their their wingers just dropped back and, and that's just a classic Warnock side. Yeah, though, it wasn't was. It was. And then they tried to launch long balls and they had the ball and, and, and catch catch Wolves out. Um, didn't work until the last. Wolves got a cracker of a goal. Obviously, Ruben Neves, Ruben Neves, obviously. We're talking about him all year. Far too good for this league uh, and won't be in it for much longer. Um, cracker of a, a free kick. Um, and it looked like Wolves were going to see it out and then. Cardiff started doing what Cardiff do best, which was putting them under pressure, as Jack Charlton used to say, started lumping balls into the box. And Wolves, to be like, to be fair, they had Wolves in a panic. There were how many minutes? I think it was. It's hard to remember now. Initially, there was five minutes of injury time, and yeah. uh, obviously they got not one but two penalties in that time. The first penalty, Gary Medine had just come on. Yeah, Gary Medine. What was a six million they spent for on him in January? Sure did. May have cost them a couple of could have repaid was it, eighty that? million, ninety million is the. Yeah, the promotion. Would repaid it because even an equaliser just would have kept things. Obviously, would have kept them a point further ahead in their race, but would have kept Wolves within their sights. But yeah, that was a. It was a, a terrible penalty. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect high for Ruddy. Terrible. And as for the second penalty, then which questionable was it? A penalty. Uh, There's just no need for the tackle. First of all, yeah, like this is the thing because Wolves really panicked. Yeah, and both penalties, just direct, like no need for Wolves to give them away. Yeah, you know. So regardless, yeah, the second one, I think. It was harsh, but it wasn't real. Like I do think both of them were 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 just about probably penalties. Yeah. Um. But like the issue that Wolves will have is that Wolves look so composed all season. Yeah. Now the type of pressure the Cardiff can put you under when they're just lumping balls up, and you know from playing football, like it's like it's like it happens all the time when you play amateur football. Like, yeah. Teams just start lumping balls down on you. And it's very very hard to deal with. But as a professional, you know, team looking to see out a one nil win to pretty much win the league, you know, they they really panicked not once but twice. Just before that, there had been a little uh, a little half chance for Cardiff and then, then gave away the first penalty, got a reprieve to give away the second one. Just madness. And you just thought, when he gave the penalty, you were like, oh, Jesus, I can't believe they've thrown it away. Yeah. And then when Hoyle was shaping up, I think we were watching it together and I think we did kind of say, I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't look... He didn't look confident. Look confident. For, for somebody who is usually known as a, yeah. a cocky footballer, you know and what I mean? And it got to him and he, 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 he hit a bad pen, well... Just let it, didn't he? Like, and it was just yeah. a bad penalty, and uh, got 
got away with it and uh, obviously <laughs> hilarious scenes at the end then with Warnock and Nuno having a row and Warnock trying to take the moral high ground which is which is uh, which is the most ironic thing Warnock, that's ever yeah. happened yeah, yeah. telling him to fuck off on national telly which was hilarious um, but uh, yeah it was just yeah Warnock but the, the, just the celebrations out of Nuno Spirio Santos great quality that's brilliant. exactly that's Absolutely passion brilliant. that's passion and like that that won them the league and they've now got promotion and will win the league they're, they're what 8 points clear of Cardiff I know Cardiff have a game in hand but like you know they're not going to it's only 3 games left for, for Wolves they're not they're going to see it out could easily break 100 points as well yeah 5 off that at the minute and they are they're a quality side absolutely quality team we know we've talked about the, the dodginess and you can already see Premier League are already starting to look into it now because they're coming up there into the Mendez link and there are a lot of questions to be answered um, on that but in terms of this season and on the pitch you know it's one thing to get all the good players that they've got but it's another thing to actually form them into a good side that's played nice really really nice football and uh, and kept them on the on the straight and narrow you know and yeah. um, Nuno's done that so f- fair play to them and it, and like they were deserve a champions or deserve a promotion and probably as you said a champion certainly champions elect I suppose looking I suppose we just have to stick with Cardiff really the last two weeks we've seen a little bit of a little bit of change at the top of the table after that defeat to Wolves they then dropped out of second place with Fulham obviously capitalising on the, that result it's as it stands we still have Cardiff in second place but for a week week and a half Fulham were there should have pushed on yeah and Fulham are putting the pressure on and like when you look at the form table Cardiff they obviously lost to Wolves they then followed up with another defeat to Villa yeah. who were another team chasing hard for, for promotion and um, they had drawn before the Wolves game obviously I think they'd drawn it was in a Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield United they drew it or Sheffield yeah. Wednesday won the, won the Sheffield it's so long ago it's hard to remember um, but they uh, they had it's a little wobble like to be fair Cardiff have outperformed themselves this season we've talked about it was it. a little wobble but then Fulham obviously had a little bit of a wobble yeah but the thing about it is yeah teams are you know teams will drop points like Fulham obviously had to draw last time out against Brentford um, you know Villa have have they beat Cardiff and then they beat Leeds but everyone beats Leeds so but they had lost to Norwich before that so it's one of them where excuse me it's one of them where these teams will will you know there will be slight drops and pressure can do funny things to you. Cardiff have that game in hand against Derby and I think that's the one they're hanging their hats on to say like we'll be okay because we can get that uh, we can get that uh, that result against Derby and, and, and maybe put some daylight between themselves and the chase and pack but if they don't because I think they are relying on it a little bit if they don't um, you know get something out of that if they were to lose that and Derby are a decent side going yeah. for playoffs themselves if they were to lose that then suddenly you know it's it's all better off and, the um, king of bottlers by the way them and Sheffield, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. Derby. Yeah, oh yeah, Derby, yeah. Look, Derby should be in the playoffs. Yeah. They, like, Derby should have been in the Premier League three years ago. Like, you know what I mean? With the squads, squads they've the had, squad the players they they've had. Their squad this season, like, it just goes to show. Like, do you know what I mean? There's there's, there's something, I'm not saying there's something not right. I mean, look, they're one point outside the playoffs. They're victims of the fact that Millwall really have been in fantastic form and they've been the ones to drop out. But, yeah. uh yeah, look, it's it's they need to they need to pull pull a few results out of the bag in the last couple of games. Again, that's why that game in hand against Cardiff is so crucial for them because that will put them back up. And actually, you know, it mightn't even be Millwall to drop back out. It could be Borough because Borough are level with Millwall, so that playoff race is, is fascinating. Villa are there, Fulham are there. Millwall. If, if these teams don't get promoted, but uh, you know, the, the fifth and sixth spots, there's a lot of teams. Little question there: When was the last time Fulham lost a game in the league? The last time Fulham lost, um, I feel like it was bef- it was like 
I don't think they've lost in 2018. Nope. I think down in Millwall. You're dead right. You're dead right. Yeah. Okay. Do you know when? I, I pro- Probably December sometime. Yeah. I'm not going to ask for the date, but who was the team? Oh. Now you have me. Who was the team? Who have they even lost? Like, it's very difficult to... They've only lost seven times. So you're telling me they've only... Okay. Was well, it Sunderland? Six, this, yes. Fair play. Sunderland. <laughs> fucking um, no wins all season. Well, they don't have no wins, but they've got, what, six wins all season? Fair play. The 16th and of they December, managed to beat yeah. Fulham. And they or managed to beat, uh, beat Fulham. And they got Imagine a draw against Wolves. 77 well. minutes it was. The 16th of Probably December. Sunderland's last win. That's, well, it wasn't. But. That is some record, though. Yeah, it is. And I like Millwall is a similar one. And it's, do you know Fulham? The only thing full, that's caused Fulham is they've drawn a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but not in, not in 2018 even no no but they had and that, they looked like they yes, were having a little first bit half of a, season, yes. a playoff hangover um, but they've come good Jakanovic is a very very good manager we saw him do do do, do good things at Watford as well before and he, he's an excellent manager and but then they, when and, how and, he was sacked from Watford though, yeah Watford. well look Watford just Watford won them teams they just churn through managers but they do it with success it was actually something Leeds should probably try and look to do but uh, well, Leeds just churn out managers churn yeah. out players Leeds, Leeds just give anyone you know <laughs> Collect six crisp packets. You become Leeds manager. Like that's that's pretty much Paul Heckenbottom <laughs> following in the illustrious footsteps of Hockaday. Uh, yeah, and all them lads. Um, no, yeah, um, uh, Fulham have been in fantastic form. They just recruited really well in January, didn't they? Like Mitrovic coming in, um, yeah. and they've got the best out of their players. Sessegnon's obviously been fantastic, but the likes of Tom Kearney, Ryan Fredericks, like these guys have really held them together and 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 uh, kept things going for them, and yeah. and they're like. They're pushing hard, as I said. It's it's pressure on Cardiff, pressure on, and let's see what let's see what Cardiff can do. But it's it's going to be fascinating now over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Some, some good fixtures. I suppose the team well. that we were all expecting to be in around the automatic promotion spots itself, Villa. We thought we'd be challenging. They they would be challenging a little bit more. Sitting in what, fifth place now, fourth place. Sorry. Right in saying that fourth place, they're fourth, yeah, yeah. Look, they're on the yeah, coattails, like they're only they're only four points off Cardiff. Obviously, Cardiff have that game in hand. It's not beyond the rounds of possibility for well, Villa still to get up, but you like, would think they'd be challenging first. Like, yes, they, they do you know what, automatic you know, the thing about Villa, they like they, they, they'll 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 get a they'll get a little patch of form going, which we've seen, and then they'll just throw in a bad loss. Like they lost to Norwich 3 1, yeah, and then went and beat Cardiff, you know what I mean? Like, and and, and if it happened the other way around, you would have said, well, that's probably fair enough, but like beating Cardiff for their fans it's probably just like well why couldn't you do that against Norwich because like you know then then look at the position they'd be in um, Villa are a good side but Villa are another team where you look at them and go well, with the team they have they should be like Villa can't win because if Villa get promoted everyone will go well they should be look at the squad they should they, should, be, yeah. they are you know well, it should be Wolves and Villa spent, yeah. um, and the money they spent yeah and if they don't get promoted like if they go in the playoffs and we all know what can happen in the playoffs they could go up you called it start of the season but you know they may not and what happens then you know then Villa are the kind of side you could see a hangover coming from, but um, but they're up there. Look, they're in the playoffs. They're 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 eleven points clear, seven place. So they've made the playoffs. It's just a case for them now of uh, you know, if 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 Cardiff and Fulham were to suddenly start dropping points, Villa could probably still get up automatically. But reality is, more than likely, it's going to be playoffs for them. But they just need to make sure they win their last three games, put that pressure on, and and see where that see where that leads them to. I think they've what seventy nine points, so they can get to eighty eight. That would possibly get them up, but more than likely, obviously, more than likely not. You'd need Cardiff and Fulham both to drop a lot of points. Yeah. So, I don't think I think Villa are in the playoffs, and then it's just a question of what how they do in that. Yeah, fifth place Middlesbrough. 
Bit of a topsy-turvy couple of weeks. Coming off a, a, a nice 2-1 win against Bristol City. But before that, lost to Sheffield United. Win before that against Forest. Drew against Burton the week before that. Lost the week before that. You know, it's just a little bit all over the place, really. They are, yeah, like, Don't get me wrong. Tony Pulis came in, steadied the ship. You know, and, yeah. and started in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not consistent. They're not. And this is this is something we... we I think I had Middlesbrough down to win the league. Yeah, I think we both thought they'd do... Well, we at the start of the season with Gary Monk in there we thought he was going to go and, and the players they had signed I thought he'd be up there yeah. again with Villa yeah you know? but they uh, I mean they've lost a lot of games you look at that league table they've lost 14 that's the most of the top 8 you know by a good by a distance so it goes to show that inconsistency that's there um, they don't score enough goals really I don't yeah. think Um they're not like really low scoring I mean they've actually scored more than Millwall who are, who are level points with them but you know, defensively they're quite good, but they just they just don't score enough goals for me. Um, you know, the likes of Bamford is there, and he's got a few, but has he got enough? I what I do like about Pulis, he's got uh, um, Adama Traore playing really well. He has, uh, yeah. and he's a quality player. Um, but yeah, they're just too inconsistent. They're playing derby at the weekend. That's obviously a huge game. Um, so let's see how that how that goes. But the thing about it is, I'm looking at those playoff spots, right? And so so first to fourth, that's. That's the top four. No one's going to catch them. Uh, in fact, I don't think it's mathematically possible for anyone to catch that top four. So, therefore, you're looking at fifth and sixth spot, where Borough and Millwall are level on points. They're a point ahead of Derby, who are two yeah. points ahead of Preston, Sheffield United, another point of Brentford, another and Bristol, and they're the playoff contenders. So, right down to 11th spot are the playoff contenders. And if I'm looking at which one of Borough or Millwall will drop out <laughs> on form, it's Borough, because Millwall are in unreal form. There you go. Next question. When was the last time Millwall lost again? I would say December as well. No. June. Early January? First of January. Ah, first of January. Name the team. Uh, one leads anyway. Um, oh, it could be anyone, could it? Was it Cardiff? No, you pre just mentioned there more than five minutes ago with a bit of a shock result that they had. Who, Norwich? Yeah. Norwich beat Millwall. Yeah. Oh, well, sure, Millwall were shit then. Where do we, it'd be interesting Norwich to see. Norwich just come up with these, like, they're the most, in, they are probably yeah. the most. But, like, at the time, Millwall were probably 16th. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the form they've been in, the rise they've gone on. Yeah. Huge. They actually would have been. Because when Leeds, Millwall played Leeds 17th, the next week, 16th, I think. 17th. And that was their, their first away win was against Leeds. It might, I think it was around that time. And uh, they uh, they were in the table well below Leeds at that time. Well, whatever the kitchen ladies are serving up at Millwall, fucking keep it yeah. going. Fantastic. And to be honest, I never thought. Say it, and I think I said it in one. I can't remember if it was the one we didn't put out, the one from last week or what episode it was. But uh, I, 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 I really, I hate Millwall, but I actually really want them to go up. I just want to see them. I want to see them win the playoffs again. I want to see them. Uh, I want to see them in the Premier League. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I just think. Plus, we wouldn't have played them, but uh, uh, I just think it'd be great. Um, did I tell you? Did I tell just, you what I was they just fucked the Premier League. Well, Premier League's too too was it, pure. Was saying to you earlier, I was obviously a Birmingham fan, so I was saying it in a Birmingham supporters group on Facebook. One fan putting up, uh, "I really hope Millwall be Fulham this weekend because I would rather see but Millwall go up in the automatic places and see Fulham beat Villa in in the playoff places and playoff finals." What? Like, what's the logic between with some people like? That just sounds ridiculous. Why can't Millwall just I be read Villa? That and I'm just automatically embarrassed. Like, uh, like he's just saying he doesn't want Villa. To, he wants Villa to lose in the playoff, which enough. is fair enough. Absolutely no problem at yeah. all. Just say you don't want Villa to go up. Yeah. Say Doesn't matter who beats them. He wants Millwall to be Fulham, so Fulham don't. So go Cardiff go up, up and then Fulham go yeah. in the playoffs. So that's. 
Whatever oh, gets it through your day, some people. There's mad people. Whatever gets it through your day. Um, now look, Millwall are in a real form. A lot of people are taking notice now. They have no players. Now, like some of the lads are playing unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but they've no big names. They've no, you know, lads well, that you would look at and I'll say, say one thing. Premier League quality, and but yet they've pulled it out. Like before, we talk about the relegation places, and then we go into the talk about the the Championship team of the year. Well, the PFA Championship team of the year, um, manager of the year, Neil Harris. Like we we'll do our own manager of the year and player of the year. And second tier yeah. team of the year, yeah, and we'll do after it the, at the end of the season when the you should do games, this stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah look, games. Neil Harris is certainly going to be in the in the in the picture because you know what a job he's done, obviously in twenty eighteen particularly. Um, there's a couple of contenders there. Obviously, we get into it in a couple of weeks, but yeah, Neil Harris is right up there, and like, what a what a story for him! What a story for him! You know, to come back from the the issues he's had health wise. Um, to uh, bring his club because Millwall are his club you it's know? Just, it's, it is um, to, to take Neil over Harris the reins there bring them up from League 1 and now a season later have them on the verge of the playoffs to get to the Premier League even if they don't go up it's going to be it's an absolutely, an absolutely fabulous season for them and they obviously look, I'm sure the fans are just in dream it certainly is look, look at Norwich Wolves did it as well did they? Southampton definitely did, Southampton did back it, to yeah. back promotions yeah. Norwich yeah. and Southampton have previously done it like it's it's achievable yeah, it is definitely achievable. Absolutely. Now to say that Millwall are going to do it, I never thought so. But look at look at their form. They don't yeah. like they conceded forty goals all season. Yeah, brilliant record. Like if not in the top three of goals conceded, Cardiff are obviously best on thirty five. They are, yeah. I think I Wolves think are, are thirty six yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I think. But for a team like Millwall to only concede forty goals so far with what three, four games to go. Well, it's less than a goal incredible. a game. Incredible. Forty three games. That is so absolutely incredible. Forty three games. So it's just under a goal a game. It's a fantastic record and. When you consider that they 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 didn't get well beaten in a lot of games earlier on in the season, but they obviously lost a lot of games yeah. in 2017. Uh, most of the games they've lost, obviously, um, you know, just just fabulous and like they they they're in great form and, and I really do hope they 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 make the playoffs because I just think I just I want to see it like the atmosphere in the den for a playoff semi final. What a, what an atmosphere that would be, you know. They're they're you do hate Millwall because everyone hates Millwall. They love that, but uh, like. As I said, just the, the football fan in me wants Millwall to go up because I think they'll fuck things up in the Premier League. I think they'll be brilliant. They'll come straight back down probably, but like, just be unbelievable to see them go up. So, uh, um, you know, I'd love to see them do it. But yeah, they, they, they as I said, on current form, they'll comfortably come in the playoffs. And it'll be Middlesbrough who'll be, who'll be dodgy, uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully hopefully Millwall will stick it out there. And yeah, like, it's just that chasing pack. Like, this is the wrong time, but take it from me as a, fan of the club who fell out of the playoffs this time last year this is the worst time of the year to fall out of form um, so obviously the most important thing is to get is to, to, to put those wins together because there's a chasing pack there Derby, Preston Sheffield United Brentford, Bristol City five teams all chasing those playoff spots pity that Bristol City and Sheffield United have dropped away a bit because they both played some really good football earlier on in the season I'm not sure it's going to come from either of them I don't think Brentford have quite enough although they are a very good side I think Preston or Derby though could easily get into those playoff spots so it's just going to be a question of how Borough particularly uh, yeah. go form-wise. I think Millwall's momentum will carry them through. Yeah. Um, that's why that Derby-Borough game now on the weekend is, 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 is huge. But every game for all those teams is, is absolutely massive now. Look, is there even any point in talking about Sheffield Wednesday, QPR? Anybody mid-table? Norwich? No point. No, mid-table's shit, right? It's absolutely, Leeds are even where It's a are. fucking horrible place and uh, it's shit and... Like, Leads a season. Leads <laughs> I do anything to be right there. Leads a season. I know, I know, I know. But leads a season's been over for fucking 
two months. It's horrible. It's look. I'd rather be there than where Birmingham are. You're dead right, but uh, it's 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 horrible when you were hoping that your team would be talked about like Millwall are being talked about. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, we don't need to talk about them. Let's go straight to the relegation battle because even though it looked, I thought a week or two ago, like this is pretty much sewn up. It's suddenly back in the mix, Rob. Yeah, and it's not necessarily just Birmingham. No, big big games coming up. What do you think, Pop? Gives your two cents. Well, I said it to you before. I said it to you before Ipswich. Birmingham needed ten points from the next five games. The following three games we won on the trot. Brilliant, absolutely. Nine brilliant. points. We then got the, that one more. We then got that, that one point more. against Burton. And I was there going, oh, "This is happy days. We're away in a hack." But then pops up Oliver McFucking Burnie. On his way to Leeds, by the way. Barnsley did some business there when he signed them, Simon. And it's breaking Great heart. Barnsley now have a game in hand. If they win that, Birmingham drop back into the in, into the relegation zone. Looking at the bottom four or five teams, five teams, because obviously we have to still include Bolton. They're all level on points with Birmingham. Looking at those five teams, who has the toughest run in? Us. Birmingham do. Birmingham still have Sheffield United, QPR and Fulham. And you had to play Wolves when they had something to play for. We had to play Wolves, which that game gave them their, autom- their automatic promotion. They'll go on and win the title, that's fair enough. But we still have Sheffield United, QPR and Fulham. Barnsley, let me tell you now, Simon, with four games to go, Leeds, whose season that you've just said is already over. That's a banker Forest, for Barnsley. Season already over. Brentford, Nothing to play for, but yet they still come up. Still in the playoff one, technically, still, but outside, uh, yeah, shot. outside shot. And then Derby. Derby will That's be going for Derby. scary. That is very, very, very scary. Looking at Bolton, which I think is between us and Bolton. Looking at the form, looking at the table. Don't get me wrong, Barnsley are there. Barnsley are in ridiculous. rotten form, by the way. Just, it, just. it might sound ridiculous, but they're scoring though. This is the thing that scares me. Okay. Yeah, but like Bolton okay. have Wolves this weekend, which you'd automatically take. Wolves are going for a hundred point record. They're going to do it. Okay, they didn't have Burton second last game of the season, and then Forest. It's between us and Bolton. Well, I think what's interesting about the Bolton Birmingham thing, right? Because you're level on points, but there's only one goal between you as well. If you look yeah. at the table, yeah. So at the minute, Birmingham minus thirty one, Bolton minus thirty. That can change in a game. That can change in half an hour. Yeah. So even if you both lost three games. If you, even if Birmingham lost all their, the rest of their games, say Barnsley went ahead of both teams, Bolton could lose all three games. Then yeah. it just comes down to who loses them by less, you know? Now, I don't think it'll be like that. I, I still think Gary Munk will pull out enough there from Birmingham to survive. I think it's Bolton or Barnsley. Yeah. I, I'm not sure Barnsley are going to pick up any points. But like, Well, sorry, sorry. That's that's not this weekend aside. They might pick something against Leeds. They'll, they'll definitely pick up something against Leeds. Yeah, Leeds, are, Leeds, are below, Leeds are below them in the form. But that win against Sheffield United just really kept things alive in, in, in the relegation place. They came, with the, what was it, 2-1 down, McBurney then scored and Tom Bradshaw in the 88th minute to give them a 3-2 winner. That is, that's the ultimate, that was the game. That was the game that kept their, their, their dreams alive because then he went and, well, despite the loss to Ipswich, they went and got a, a 2 all draw against Bolton, which is a massive, massive game. That was. Personally, it would have been better for us if Bolton had actually... You would have probably preferred a team to lose that, would you? Yeah. Just for Because both teams picked up a point. Well, Gary Gardner was, scoring was, as well. It was the 93rd minute goal from Burnsy. Yeah, all over McBurney again. Yeah, he's quality, isn't he? 
Wir haben zwei Leads. It's killing me. Absolutely killing me, Simon. It's... It's almost like a couple of years ago when we got that famous goal actually in the Macron Stadium or whatever it was called back then, the Reebok Stadium then at Bolton. Paul Caddis in the 95th minute, you know, which meant Doncaster who were playing Leicester away, they went down instead because we got a 95th minute goal. Will that come back and haunt us? You know what I mean? This was one of those things. No, I don't think so. I think I just really fucking hope one can do something. I think our mate Simon Devney's team will uh, do you a favour next week. QPR. I think he'll lose. You think he'll beat them? I actually well, he, think he has promised me. He's a massive QPR fan. He does listen in every now and then, and he says he fancies he fancies a chance down them over for us. Yeah. So. And I think I think you'll. Uh, I think Bradman will actually pick something up this weekend against Sheffield United. I do. And don't forget that Barnsley. Fair enough. They have the game in hand. But they also, that means they have to play three games in a week. Yes. This week, they're playing on Wednesday. Uh, tough slog. Week. So, it's 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 tough slog, and they're having a big squad. So, now look, they're probably not going to get the most taxing uh, examination against Leeds on Saturday. That's going to be a terrible game of football. It'll be scrappy. Barnsley could well win, but I hope for, for my own sake as a Leeds fan, mostly for Birmingham, that, that Leeds do beat Barnsley. We should beat Barnsley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that 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 relegation battle, and look, just just one thing. Looking at the table, right? I know it's a long shot. I know it's a long shot. But Reading are only three points ahead of both you and and Bolton. Now they have yeah. better goal difference, but it's not beyond the realms to see Reading slide in there. And for all Andy Macken who listens in, won't be happy with me saying that, but that'd be something else. I mean, if Bolton, Birmingham, and Reading all got went on decent runs of form, or Bolton, Birmingham, and Barnsley all went on decent runs of form in the last couple of games. Reading could easily be sucked in because let's face it, Reading are shit. Yeah, they're bad, all right. Did I tell you about the the proposition we've had? I don't think I have. Do tell. A couple of listeners, a couple of Dublin-based second-tier fans. Dan Winters is obviously one that listens in quite a lot. A gentleman by the name of John Feeney, you probably wouldn't know himself. Two massive Leeds fans are wanting to jump on this uh, second-tier annual trip that we have. Oh, yeah. To see Birmingham and Leeds games. Uh, They want in next season. They want in. They want to get in on the podcast trip. I think we'd have to do we'll a live show. Board. We'll have to do a live show. We'd have to do a live show, wouldn't we? From Leeds next year, we? Oh, we do from Birmingham, mate. We always got a Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. Why would you go to Leeds? Because it's three Leeds fans. Yes, you've got to give the minority something, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, no, we'll definitely arrange something. That's assuming we're in the same league, obviously. Plus, it's easier to fly into Birmingham anyway, so. Assuming, assuming we're in the same league. Yeah. I think it will be. I think Gary Monk, as I said, I've always backed Gary Monk. And then next year, next year, if you stay up, you'll do well next year. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. Right, Simon, we're moving to the big, big talk here now. The figures and the team, sorry, that released this week, declaring the PFA second tier team of the year. Yeah, they didn't use our trademark name second tier, which they should have done, really, but. Yeah, well, listen, we'll make, we'll make our own team at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, we'll, we'll have our done. own. You know what worries me about this, Simon? What's that? These must have been chosen in around two months ago. I reckon so, yeah. And that's what kills me. And it's still, what, four three, four games to go, three games to go. For, Plus playoffs, go and you know the playoffs colour people. You've still, got, you've still got playoffs to play, playoff finals, so on and so forth. There's another month left in this league. Another three weeks. Of regular fixtures, but a month overall, okay? Yeah. These had to have been selected 
I think the voting the was March. Yeah, I think the voting was early March. Why would they open them? So sure. They do it. The PFA do the this. Leon Clark is, is up front. He has, like, don't yeah. be wrong. He, he, he deserves to be. I'll read, it, I'll read out the team for anyone who Go hasn't seen it. it right. So, it. so it's a it's a four three three, which is a very fashionable formation. <laughs> uh, I thought they could have gone wing backs, but anyway. Uh, John Ruddy is in goals from Wolves. The back four is Ryan Fredericks, Fulham, uh, Sal Bamba from Cardiff, Willie Bowley, <laughs> Willie. Uh, of Wolves and Ryan Sessegnon obviously Fulham um, midfield three there James Madison there from Norwich uh, obviously Ruben Neves best player to ever play in the championship uh, from Wolves and Tom Kearney who is another quality player from Fulham and the front three and this is where it gets I think a wee bit controversial uh, Mate Vidra from Derby yeah. Bobby Armani Reid our boy Bobby Yeah, remember him Bristol City and Leon Clark from Sheffield United and the reason I say it gets controversial is because both Bobby and Leon Clark obviously had the best parts of their season in the first half of the season really yeah and and same for Bristol and for Sheffield United and uh, I think some people maybe just looking at that now with a bit of recency bias and saying why are them lads in but you know they're surely lads they're still and, first and second and third top goal scorers I think that's you know it I mean? and that, that's it and the, like the thing about it is that's probably one of the arguments for the voting being in March I think the voting should be at the end of the season but it should reflect the entire season and really you should look at those kind of stats Um and look, at the end of the day, yeah, these lads are still right, right up there in the goal scoring charts, and that's why they're there. And that's the thing about the championship: the top scorer in the championship is usually not from the best team. Yeah, it's usually not. Chris Wood was was top scorer last year for Leeds. Um, it's the best teams have bigger squads; they tend to share the goals around. So, what you have in terms of individual players, and don't forget, although this is a team, they're individual awards. You're voting for the best striker or the best player that you yeah. taught in certain positions. So, you know, it's a very individualistic thing, and the individuals tend to come from. Uh, certainly in, in an attacking sense tend to come from the teams that give them more, more ball and to play more. I got a lot of people saying it was fairly harsh and Lewis Grabben to be left out. Lewis Grabben got most of his goals through fucking penalties if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's I don't think Lewis Grabben, I mean, like, Lewis Grabben, like, that's Sunderland, you know what I mean? And he jumped ship, like, you know what I mean? So, like, completely jump ship. No, not having that. Not having Lewis. No. Diego Yota. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's, you, you, could, you could redo it and have eight Wolves players in it. You know, and that's yeah. the thing. But, like, at the end of the day, we, we had, we you were voting on individuals on Twitter there yeah we did yeah. Uh, Damien Lane who we keep promising to get on we, we we do want him on because then again Sheffield Wednesday haven't had much to shout about so therefore probably the reason why we, we push back on that one but one day we will get you on promise you that Damien but it says Ruddy mate Ruddy mate, sh- 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 should he been there should he not been he wanted Scott Carson there's always a thing about keepers because how do you define what the best keeper is because like is the is the best like if the if the keeper for the best team doesn't have as much to do because the defense is better than the keeper for a team whose defense isn't as good do you know what i mean so like you could have a very good keeper who can play for a bad team and he'll concede more goals but that's because the defender is bad not the defending is bad not necessarily the keeper so yeah i can see the argument there there's probably keepers who've done more yeah but i think john ruddy john ruddy is one of those players who should be playing in the premier league yeah with regard to centre-back, and I'm going to say something to you here now. Saul Bamba, a lot of criticism this season because Neil Warnock has made him a farcical character when he <laughs> yeah. compared him, or said he was better than Van Dijk, yeah, which is not. Liverpool paid £70 million for. Yeah. We know, and any person, any right-thinking person knows, that Saul Bamba is definitely not better than Van Dijk. No. Okay? Be it a good defender at second-tier level. Okay, The reason why he's in that team for me is because they've conceded less They've been solid at the back, just the way any Neil Warnock side has ever been. Okay, he deserves that shout. He does. A lot of people say no. 
Absolutely not. No, it, but it's because everybody now looks at Sol Bamba and goes, Ben Van Dyke, yeah. he shit me. And he's, in a way, Warnock is cleverly, whether he's intentionally or not intentionally done it, okay, has taken what is a great defender, put this label on him. People now take a mockery, make a mockery of this and now he's become a, the, the butt of a joke. And now has taken an eyes off pressure because now off. people aren't respecting them yeah. as much as they should. Yeah. And it, they should. Look, you know, I'm very familiar with Sal Bambi. He came to England at Leeds and he's, uh, when he came in first, you were going, Jesus, this lad is quality. He lost his way at Leeds because he, he loses the head. He loses the head. He, he, he needs to be managed. And it's one thing that Colin Wanker does very well. He takes these trouble characters trouble characters a bit harsh but takes a these poor man Saul Campbell different different personalities and stuff yeah but yeah well he is he plays in the championship I mean he's not as good as Saul Campbell case. was yeah but like the thing about it is Bamba needed someone a manager like Warnock to come in Warnock's the kind of manager who will man manage so yeah. some lads he'll put the arm around the shoulder some lads will give him a bollock on it. but he knows which ones to do uh, you know certain managers like Alex Ferguson were brilliant at that and that's what he's done and you can see the rewards Bamba's given him Bamba's played at centre half he also played a whole midfield quite a lot and was excellent despite the yeah. fact he's no discernible football talent um, yeah. you know and he scored goals yeah. you know um, from corners and, and all that kind of stuff so you know, Saul Bamba's excellent and he's there representing Cardiff because because Cardiff aren't fashionable and because the players vote for this they're not going to like Cardiff players nobody likes Cardiff nobody likes Neil Warnock nobody's going to like their players Bamba's there representing what Cardiff have done as well you yeah. know but I think he's well worth the place I think Bamba and Bowley certainly worth the place. The one I'd question is Ryan Fredericks. Now, Ryan, Ryan Fredericks is very but good. He has had a great season. Matt Hardy. Listen, I think that's a little bit of a bias as well. Okay, you got to look at Fredericks overall. I'm not sure if you've watched much of Fulham. He's been yeah. absolutely exceptional. Don't get me wrong, Cessnian is getting every single bit of praise in the world and he deserves it. He's 18. He's a phenomenal player. Ryan Fredericks has been an unsung hero for Fulham this season. He has. Yeah, he has yeah, been yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yes, it was between him and Doherty. Doherty, very unlucky not to get a shout, but for me, I'm not questioning that one either. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I, I do think Fredericks has been excellent, but I was surprised there was as many Fulham as Wolves players in that team. Because at the end of the day, Wolves have been the better team. Since December, they haven't lost. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, but Wolves are top and of the league, ninety-five points. Like, do you know what I mean? Fredericks and Cessnion, even when they were playing bad, were still their best players. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I know. And Kearney and like the three, I wouldn't question individually the three we, Fulham players out there really, but I definitely oof. think you could have the Doherty over Fredericks for me. Um, but that, that could be an Irish thing I don't know like you're dead right about Fredericks he's I an think excellent you do player. have a little like, as would I a little bit of a bias yeah. towards Matt Doherty but you got to look at that season as a listen Doherty is a phenomenal player as well I would have I would have Doherty level. in there and I probably I probably would have uh, uh, Diego Yacht in there yeah somewhere it's hard to say because look just that, that midfield again just hit me well. uh, Madison Madison Madison's like, quality that boy Madison's yeah. been absolutely exceptional this season Madison he's carried Norwich to where they are yeah Ruben if Neves and Tom for me Kearney. if it wasn't for Madison this season Norwich would have been in and around. Could be close to the relegation trouble, I think. In and around, just a couple of points up. It's ahead a big of game us. player as well. Like you look at the results, and we talked about the shock result: Norwich beating Villa. Score but they've crackers. done it a couple of times, and they've you know beaten beaten better teams, let's say. And uh, he steps up every time. He's young. He's excellent. I think Madison's. I think Madison's going to be signed by a Premier League team in the summer. Has to be the right team, though. I know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get into that again at the end of the season because. Now, There'll be a few of those players. And you look at that PFA team of the year and you say, when you take the promoted teams, whoever they'll end up being out of that, how many of those players are going to be left in the Premier League, uh, you know, in the Championship next year? Very few of them, I'd say. Right, we, we, just, we, just, we leave it with the, the player of the, who's undoubtedly going to be a player of the season, Ruben Neves. Absolutely exceptional. I've seen a goal reel from his 
goals this season. And <laughs> he could have a goal of the season competition himself. He scored six times, and every one of them has been a cracker. Every single one like that. But did that folly last a couple two weeks ago was like Sheffield United? Is it Sheffield United? Yeah, exquisite. Yeah, Brentford. Anyways, possibly one of the most beautiful volleys I have ever seen in my entire life. The way the ball comes out from a corner, he kind of awkwardly flicks it up though. Like he flicks it up as if, he, and then kind of puts his body in front of the ball, has time to take a step back and then launch it. Volleys the ball top corner from so far out. It's astonishing. Like how a player can do that. That's it's, crazy. It's, Absolutely crazy. It's the reason why you watch football because yeah. that can happen at any time, any point in any game. And Look, to see it like that, to see a player score them sort of goals. It's breathtaking. There's like, no other look, words. We've like, been we've been saying all season. Ruben Neves is a cut above. He's too good for the championship. He will be an unbelievable Premier League player in my mind. Well, a couple of a couple of weeks. Well, actually, you know what? And it won't be ago, I had said on this web, on this podcast that he would be the perfect fit for Liverpool. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing to do with the Spanish Portuguese thing or anything like this, but he has similarities to Xabi Alonso that. It's so uncanny, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But that's the thing. I mean, look, he's playing in the championship. Yeah, yeah. He we're has talking about, race about him. we're talking about how he wouldn't look out of place playing for the Champions League semi-finalists, and he really wouldn't. That's the quality of experience. Lad. He's only twenty-two. He's captain of, of a, a major European football yeah, club. Has played Champions League, and I'm not talking yeah. about Wolves. Yeah, uh, by any means. No way. Definitely not talking about Wolves. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there was a tweet yesterday. Um, we were saying we'd seen it from a Portuguese journalist saying that. Um, there is a deal on the table for him to move to Liverpool and that Wolves are getting another Portuguese lad in return. Don't ask me his name, I can't remember um, who it is, but uh, that'll be obviously a Premier League issue, so we won't talk about it next year, but uh, definitely Neves <laughs> should be playing for... Oh, you won't, you won't be talking about Wolves. Uh, but definitely Neves should be playing Champions League. He's absolutely quality. He's, he's far too good for the Championship. Absolutely quality. If, you know, he's he's obviously questionable how they have him, but at the end of the day, he's been he's delivered. He hasn't yeah. just sat there collected his money, waited out his ear, he's absolutely delivered in spades. Um, and he's been a leader for them as well, real leader. Yeah, absolutely class. Just a joy to watch, really. So Simon, that brings us to, the, just a look at ahead, look ahead, look at the games coming up. This one, again, between Fulham and uh, Millwall. Fulham, Millwall. Like the playoffs have some cracking games. Millwall against Fulham on Friday night at the Den. Get in front of your telly to watch that. That is going to be cracker. It is. It could be a, a playoff game. In a couple of weeks as well, yeah. Um, but you got your middle class, nice prawn sandwich brigade, Fulham going into the den. Uh, absolutely fantastic! It's going to be brilliant. It's Millwall's unbeaten record since the first January, as you said, and Fulham's unbeaten record since December on yeah. the line. You know, yeah. It's going to be a draw, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think one of those I, records. I have will a feeling. I just, I just have something. I think Millwall will win. I think I have a funny feeling Millwall are going to win. Yeah. Little Gregory pop up just their momentum. Gregory's super, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been just their momentum, and that's and that's the big playoff game on on. Little Jimmy Savile as well. George Savile. Oh Jesus Christ! He's been very well from, from that one. Um, uh, you just change your name, wouldn't you? Yeah, I definitely yeah. change my name. Uh, but anyway, so then then you go into into Saturday, and, and we'll get to the relegation games in a minute. But Derby against Borough, we've already mentioned it. The, the, the playoff positions are going to be a lot clearer with, with Millwall having a tough game, but knowing that one of Derby or Burrell drop points as well you know that kind of way so it's a free hit for, for Millwall on Friday night I think, yeah. I think they're going to win it um, and then Derby Burrell that could be anything could yeah. be a draw could be anything um, and then yeah 4-0 Burrell attention 4-0 Derby, Derby crumble Derby crumble 4-0 Derby will crumble 
We'll see how that goes. Um, and then you go into the relegation games. Uh, obviously, we'll just Brent get it out. Of, we, we get one out of the way first. Uh, Sunderland playing Burton for the title of the worst team in the history of the league. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be a shit game. Sunderland probably win it, but it's going to be a shit game. Um, it'll postpone the Newcastle fans' relegation party, I think, for another week if they win it. But uh, that's uh, we never talked about that, actually. That's, that's quality. They've, Sunderland, just very briefly, Sunderland have had to ban uh, Newcastle fans from buying tickets for their matches. Uh, because Newcastle fans want to go into the Stadium of Light and have a relegation party in those empty seats. In other words, yeah, thirty thousand empty seats. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle fans want to go and fill them up and have a relegation party. And I, for one, would love to see that because Sunderland did, uh, had a funeral for Leeds when they beat them in '73 in the cup final, and we hold grudges. So go for it, Newcastle fans. Oh, anyway, hold grudges. So Sunderland have banned. I don't know how they're enforcing it, but they've banned Newcastle fans yeah. from uh, from buying tickets for that game against Burton, which Sunderland probably win. Anyway. Enough about that. The, the other games are the big ones. Obviously, Bobby mentioned that Birmingham hosting Sheffield United. Nervous and shot. That is a massive game. Not forgetting again, we've gone through the, the fixtures, but Bolton hosting Wolves, which is which is you're hoping Wolves haven't gone into complete celebration mode. Yeah. Um, obviously, like Brighton last year. And then Barnsley away at Leeds. So that's a guaranteed three points for Barnsley. So yeah. you're really up against it. Really up against it. Yeah. What's your luck? Another cracking weekend lies ahead of us in the second tier. Another cracking weekend, and look, just, 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 just to mention um, the uh, the game on on Tuesday night is Derby is Derby Cardiff. Yeah. Another big game in the in the promotion uh, battle. Of Cardiff are the late game on Saturday, and then they play again on Tuesday. So uh, the conspiracy theorist in Neil Warnock will be out again about how that game was moved from when the snow, but they could have played it, and now they're now they're having to play on a Saturday night on a Tuesday. He be fucking. He'll rock out to Ploy Park wearing a tinfoil hat. That prick. You watch. They lose. They lose those two games, and they'll be screaming. About that. He'll be screaming about that. Right, Simon. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's hope this one isn't corrupted. All right. Fingers crossed. On to next week, my friends. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Talk to you later, bud.